Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Welcome, everybody, to Friday's edition of Pick and Roll. Looking to end off the week here with a bang with the official picks coming in later today as we have a pretty nice NBA slate to work with. Apologies again for starting late. Uh, there was a ton of line movement. A lot of stuff was going off the board on NBA markets, so took an extra time to make sure the picks are right for you guys who have been tailing the picks. So uh, we appreciate you. Uh, waiting around for those and sticking with us on this channel. Please make sure, by the way, with this channel, if you are enjoying the content, least you could do is smash that like button and subscribe for more basketball content like this every single weekday as part of the Hammer Betting Network. But we had one official play for yesterday's very small slate, and it was an Alperin Shengun, a same-game parlay, uh, both on his points and his assists. And I, I really got to hand it to you once again, an outstanding call on this one because you called this very well with just the way the Utah Jazz have handled centers this season. Going with Shengun, he covers the point total easily. Uh, in the end, does cover the assist total quite easily as well, considering it was a one and a half line as he goes twenty and three on those. It actually adds in fourteen rebounds. Um, I guess it had to have been just kind of as expected for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's difficult to to, to predict. Uh... Uh, like Houston Rockets, the way they are going to play, that that's always like a, a, a diff, difficult stuff. But yeah, they they were going to Shengun, and they were feeding him, and he had some amazing shot making inside. He was getting offensive rebound, pullbacks. Yeah, amazing game from Alperen, as expected. He's probably my favorite player on that on that roster. Very interesting to, to watch. He's so flashy. And yeah, maybe not the wise decision to put down <coughs> his 13 and a half line to 11 and a half and add assists because it's more variance. But he had eight uh, as a potential assist, which was the team high. It, it was just like he made the first assist and then they missed five straight shots on, on his pass, wide open shots, and, and then he late into the game made a, a, another two assists to finish with three. And yeah, everything went as, as planned in, in that one. So great stuff there. And uh, on the season, as I just pulled it up there, 57 and 37 record, which is outstanding so far. And uh, there are three more plays, like I said, coming a bit later for you guys today, but 11.7% ROI, ROI, which is outstanding. Let's hope to keep things going. Uh, this piece of discussion for today, wanted to bring up the Los Angeles Clippers. The NBA, it is difficult to really put teams down and beef teams up too much because a, a short losing streak like four games can really kind of change the outlook of your team. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks won seven in a row. All of a sudden, they're fourth in the West rather than us kind of criticizing them for not being good outside of Doncic. So for the Clippers... They're down to still a winning record, 21-19. and 19. They've lost their last four, as I have mentioned. And we've spoken about them on this show before. But 
overall, like just just the way they conduct their team load management. There's been injuries that are outside of their control. We all kind of treated this Clippers team like they were probably going to be some superpower in the NBA. The amount of money they're spending, they're spending record amount of payroll on their team. Steve Ballmer is happy to go well into the luxury tax. With all that being said, I mean, they got absolutely beat down by the Denver Nuggets yesterday. I, I think at one point the game was, it was something around 62 to 23. And it ends, it ends 122 to 91, which makes it look a little bit better. But for, for Pips, uh, is there like concern over the way the Clippers conduct themselves in the regular season? Do you think with so much parody in Lee, you can just switch switch it on when it comes to the playoffs? <clears throat> I think they need to switch it off a little bit earlier, like as soon as possible now. Like we, we are almost three months into the season, like and they are still not there's not chemistry there, and the guys are like you have never heard like game in game out you have different lineups and different players playing and that that will be important but if you have some like guys that you need to check out but they have like 12 NBA ready players that have playoff experience and, and there is no point going 12 players deep when the playoffs comes they will play like eight to nine players in the rotation and starters 40 minutes so I don't see the upside of, of, of this. And I hope they, in the future, in the next couple of weeks, start playing their regular guys a lot together to try to turn things off. I mean, even with all of this, they still have a decent record and they will probably be, if they, there is no major injuries, they will probably top four seeds on the, on the West because they will only get better as Kawhi is getting to the form. Uh, Paul George is playing amazing. They have like Zubats, Norman Powell, like they, they, they have deep team, but I hope to see like 35 minutes from Kawhi and Paul George on a regular basis. And they are a good team and they are on contenders on the paper. They just need to like put in the work and time and, and figure things out. Yeah. And this was something, a bit of a concern I had before the season. So Clippers are a deep team, like you said, 12 NBA players, but like a, a typical NBA team runs like nine or 10 guys in their games. You don't need all those extra guys, but the Clippers who have to worry about the injuries so much, who have to worry about load management so much, they kind of have no choice but to construct this, this wildly deep team. But as it gets to the crunch time, the playoffs, like those rotations, like you said, they shrink even further. So Part of my like obviously they've got the top end talent, but as it comes to like the the depth for the playoffs, like the first three guys or the only three guys maybe in the playoffs coming off the bench, I feel like they could fall a little bit short in those spots. But I agree with you. They have to really figure out like what is gonna be the key guy, who are gonna be the key guys late season in the playoffs and get those guys accustomed to playing with each other because we've seen them fall off in the playoffs just out of nowhere, despite all the talent there. So sometimes talent isn't everything. So I'm going to look at for the Clippers. But as we mentioned, with a good slate today, uh, let's get you guys into the picks for today. Three official plays coming your way. The first one involves the Hawks, who are going to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. So the first bet is LeBron James over 29.5 points, combined with DeAndre Hunter over 
11 and a half point, which is a minus 150 at DraftKings. So if we take a look at LeBron scoring lately, he was like 35, 33, 30, 33. Like he's consistently scoring over 30 points. And in the last two games, he scored 47 and 43, which is like amazing. And the 47, obviously, the season high came against this this same Hawks team. So, yeah, it was on his birthday, but I don't think he'll back down tonight. I mean, nothing changed. He's still the by far the best player and the far by far need to shoot the most. So I expect him to yeah. shoot like 25 times and he's covering this line easily when he does. I have huge concerns for Hawks defense without Capella. Hawks are my second favorite team after Houston Rockets, and I watch like every game of them. And yeah, the, their defense is terrible right now. Like, I mean, when I say terrible, that's yeah, they, they are loving the fourth most points over the last 15 games without Capella. Wow. So that's huge because they were like above average defense throughout the season. Yep. But without Capella, it's just huge for them. Like even like it's similar. Like 76ers are the third best defensive team in the league with Embiid, and when Embiid sits there, like way below average. So yeah, just with Capella, no not no no great rim protection. Onyeka Kongu is decent defender, but he gets lost in rotations and. Still not not up there yet. So as I said, and also two games LeBron didn't cover this line were like games against Miami. Heat like obviously way way better defensive team than than this Hawks team, and he also scored. He came close. He scored twenty seven points in a blowout, like in thirty three minutes, and he played forty minutes against the Hawks, and. The game before that, he scored 28 against Orlando Magic, also a better defensive team, who gave him a way more attention. And it was in 31 minutes because it was a blowout. So only two games that he didn't cover over the last 11 games were the blowouts, and he came close. So I really like this part for LeBron. And the second part of this bet is DeAndre Hunter. So the thing about Hunter is... He is getting I mean, he's getting the minutes he's covering this line pretty easily in the entire season. And in the last game, yeah, Nate McMillan, with all the problems that Hawks have, went heavily into the seven guys. So they played the most minutes, and the under hunter played 36 minutes. And if he gets 36 minutes against this Lakers defense and pace and everything, I think he's in a great spot to clear cover this. And I also watched the last game with the Hawks, and they were going to DeAndre Hunter. Like, he was their first scoring option in that game. They were just going to DeAndre Hunter, like, spamming him. I, I don't don't know why. I mean, he's a great finisher. But if they just continue with that, like, he will get this line crushed in, like, their three quarters. So, love that game. And also one of the highest uh, totals yeah, on, on, on the slate. So, taking two overs is always great. Yeah, and how do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. 
You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. The total, by the way, not only has is it really high, it has dramatically shot up. We talked about line movement. This one started low 230s it's now low 240s so uh there there's a lot a lot of points expected in this game so nice to get some overs in here on two players that you think can thrive in the matchup let's move into the second pick uh this one's a straight player prop and it is on we're going back hopefully he actually plays today to shea gildas alexander so shea shea gildas alexander over 30 and a half points which is minus 110 at bet mgm uh, a game against the Wizards. So we are usually betting bigs against the Wizards because yes. they are in a deep drop and they are allowing mid-range and every player that can hook shot or shot like five to ten feet from the rim is killing them. But I just think this game for Shea is like his great mid-range shooter this season. He's getting a ton of on the line and Wizards are fouling a lot. And in the first game this season, they played like I think a month ago. Shea scored 42 points, and I expect pretty much the same tonight. I'm not saying he will score that, but I expect the same aggressiveness and same shots. And the thing is, uh, Shea, uh, as we saw lately, the Wizards are starting uh, five players, which no one can stop Shea. When Avdia was starting, he was he's like a, a very capable defender. But with him going off the bench, Corey Kispert can't do anything against uh, Shea. Kyle Kuzma is decent, but not the one player to defend Shea. They are starting with two bigs. Shea will cook them like they are super slow. And I think this is the great spot for Shea. And when he gets the fourth quarter minutes, He's crushing this line the entire season. And the thing is, this game is projected to be, I think, one one and a half point spread. So it's projected to be a close. So if he gets the four quarter minutes, he should be able to cover this line pretty easily. Yeah, Shea making an all-star case this year in the first batch of voting returns. He's very high up in the West Court, uh, Western Conference guards. So, uh, hey, you liked them last time and you like playing against the Wizards. This is a good spot for Shea Gilzix-Alexander. Let's move into the third pick. This is a game involving the Toronto Raptors. We had some harsh words for yesterday. One person that we don't have harsh words for is Pascal Siak, the way he's played this season. And he's paired with an under, a rare under on the pick and roll show. Here is the third pick. So my pick for this one is Jalen Brunson under 24 and a half points combined with Pascal Siakam over 19 and a half points, which is minus 505 at DraftKings getting a good price from this. Mm-hmm. So Jalen Brunson in the last game against the Toronto Raptors scored seven seven points in 40 minutes. I made a mistake. I didn't bet the game, but I expected uh, Toronto Raptors to double-team uh, Julius Randle, but they just put OG on an OB to defend him, and that was it. Like That was enough. And yeah, Julius Randle had an amazing game, but he made like every shot he usually doesn't make. So I'll say, yeah. <laughs> but 
the the thing I loved about that game is how they defended uh, Jalen Brunson. Obviously, they put Hernan Gomez on him, uh, which was a quite surprise. But they put him on to size so Brunson can shoot over him. And whenever he was trying to go past him, they just like similar defense to Yanis. They were swarming down in, in, in the in the paint and, and didn't get Jalen Brunson didn't get anything. Even the shots he he did take. Uh, and it was like this, one of the season lowest field goal attempts for 40 minutes. It was forced and it were, it were difficult shots. And seven points. I like. I mean, if he scores three times, that he's still under this line, and it's still something left for him to score. And yeah, I, I just expect like you are okay with Julius Randle shooting mid range shots the oh, entire yeah. game. Like yeah. So we talked about the efficiency stuff yesterday. So that and more there is fun. no. There is no Edge Barrett. There is uh, no concern with Mitchell Robinson. So I think they'll go with the same type of defense, especially since they won. Uh, Nurse, when, when something goes well, he doesn't change that usually. So I just expect him to just farm up of the Brunson and live with Quentin Grimes and Julius Randle shooting. So I think that's that's the way he will approach this game, and I won't be surprised if you see like Grimes scoring seven threes tonight. <laughs> yeah, one of the yeah, one of those games. yeah. And Pascal Siakam obviously had career high fifty-two points against the Knicks in that game. <clears throat> he was playing at the five, which is probably the best position for him to play. He was going against Mitchell Robinson, who is just like. He was just dropping down and leaving, leaving like short mid range for Siakam, and that's that's just for Siakam the way he's playing the season. Anything like below the free throw lines, jumpers, he's cooking that, and he'll. I think he can get half of this line from the free throws. He will be aggressive, and 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 I expect a big game for Pascal, and obviously. This is a must-win game for Raptors. We are saying that for weeks now, but if this goes wrong, I I I think alarms going up there, and yeah, they're already going off, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I said, like we are saying for weeks now that this is a must-win game, but I, I will be surprised if we see Pascal playing forty plus minutes tonight because yeah, it's like they must win this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird situation. The Raptors are obviously looking for answers. It was uh, just such a strange game against Milwaukee in the last game. Siakam only had 11 points. He was just a rare off game where he's four for 18, I, I, something like that. But, it, yeah, I mean, he's been he's consistently been able to score against the Knicks. Um, yeah, Matchup-wise, we saw 52 in the first game. Yeah, and... Prior to that Bucks game, which is difficult matchup for, for very difficult matchup. Yeah, because of Lopez. Yeah, and he had eight straight games in 25 or more points. So I think that that game just a stinker and we'll oh, get. Yeah. yeah, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson came defend Siakam. Like there, no way. Especially if they put Randle on him, like that guy is like he's having great offensive season this again, but his defense is. Terrible, and that's like good way to say. Yeah, uh, look, Knicks, Knicks fans don't like him for a reason. Uh, they're very, very harsh on him. 
Uh, maybe a little bit too harsh, but there, there's definitely some validity. Yeah, for state. sure. Like he's doing a decent job on offense, especially in the last month or so. But yeah, uh, they're overly critical. I, I think there's some justification to that, but still, like, yeah, the defense isn't quite there. The shot selection, like you said, maybe quite not be, may not quite be there. But with that, let's wrap this one up. We'll go into the recap of the three official plays. First of all, in the Hawks Lakers game, LeBron over 29.5 points paired with. DeAndre Hunter over 11 and a half points. That is minus 115 at DraftKings. Second play is in the Wizards at Thunder game. Looking for the one-on-one -on -one defense and the drop coverage by the Wizards against Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And we want him to go over 30 and a half points. That is minus 110 at BetMGM. And the third play we have in the Raptors and Knicks game. Jalen Brunson under 24 and a half points. Mixed with Siakam over 19 and a half points. Nice price here at minus 105 on DraftKings. So thank you guys. Let's have a strong finish to the week. Yes, it's been another good week here. A great week to start off 2023. If you guys have been rocking with the show, please make sure you drop a like, smash that like button on YouTube and consider subscribing. Thank you guys for helping us hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. We did that uh, last night or today. I didn't quite check, but we're over 500 now. So thank you so much for, for that, guys. If you are getting value out of the show, you're tailing the picks winning some money along with Pitts' selections, then the least, the least you can do, in our opinion, is just to support the show, tell a friend about it, subscribe to the channel, and follow us on Twitter. If you're listening to podcasts, rate and review five stars, and enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday for more from Pick and Roll.